Dante in Inferno says it this way, Midway along the journey of our life, I woke to find myself in a dark wood, for I had wandered off from the straight path. How hard it is to tell what it was like, this wood of wilderness, savage and stubborn. The thought of it brings back all my old fears, a bitter place. Death could scarce be bitterer. But if I would show the good that came of it, I must talk about things other than the good. It was over a decade ago on the precipice of turning 30 that I found these words painfully true. In a personal wilderness, I awoke. I was lost, alone, disoriented, and very afraid. I had a beautiful wife, Sherry, two healthy and happy kids, meaningful work, and the beginning of a little nest egg for the future. And what more could a man ask for? But when I was finally honest, the steady little waves of discouragement and anxiety were undeniable. Looking at my life as an iceberg, the 10% above the waterline looked impressive, but the 90% below told another story. I was not well, and I was sinking into pain and confusion. My inner life was not what I had envisioned it to be. Perhaps better said, I had not become who I envisioned. At least at most junctures, I'd made what I thought were good and honorable decisions to get where I was. But where I was wasn't good, at least not on the inside. And so as every good story goes, I left the comfortable and set my masculine soul on a mission. I quickly realized God had already set my rescue in motion as I began to discover answers to the questions of my soul in the least likely places. Friends, welcome back to another episode in a particular series of the Become Good Soil podcast, where we are featuring pieces and portions of content from the most recent Become Good Soil intensive. If you're with us for this last podcast in the series, we were in part of the closing session of teaching. And we prayed through a powerful prayer process that really brings together all of the ideas and pieces and parts of the teaching that God led us into for this particular intensive. And what's really fun in the intensive, typically as we're led, we then turn a corner for the next session where we sit at the elders at the gate. Where I was lost and afraid, I found myself leaning into the counsel of the men that had gone before me. I found myself turning to older guides, to men with decades of miles on the odometer in front of me, men that in their own way and in their own story had recovered the ancient path that leads to life. And I lean into them, trading my exclamation points and my periods for question marks. I began asking questions and began orienting my soul ever so steadily back 
to True North. These men were sages in my story, and I had to do a lot of work to find them. But in time and over time, I found myself at the seat of these elders, one at a time, be over a meal, over a cigar, over a beer, where I'd ask them the questions deep in the masculine soul, and they would speak out of their own wisdom of walking with God in their story. And so it felt only right to turn to the elders in the Become Good Soil Intensive and ask them to offer their counsel and their peace. And so it's with great joy that I bring just a piece of that and a glimpse of inviting you to sneak behind the scenes with me and with us, the audience, at this most recent Become Good Soil Intensive and sit back and relax and drink in the counsel of the elders who are recovering the ancient path that leads to life. What will you guys do with this invitation? What will you do with that? I think I made a, a comment in one of the early sessions that um, from all of us older guys, 10 years is a flash. Especially when you look back just 10 years ago and you say, oh my gosh, it goes by so quickly. And um, there's not a facilitator among us that wouldn't give their left whatever <laughs> it is. Um, you can fill in the blank as to how big that sacrifice is. To be in your seats, to, to be in your seats. Um, we, we all, we all would, um, I mean, you're standing on our shoulders. And there's a, there's a lot of life in here among these guys that came to, to serve you. Um, but the human race is headed towards a destiny. And, and the kingdom is coming. It's coming, and you have been chosen. You know, Jesus started this whole movement, the greatest movement in all of civilization, by handpicking a dozen guys. And he poured his life into them, and he was killed, and they were set free. And they started the greatest movement in civilization. And since then, he just goes and picks a few guys because that's how he brings the kingdom. And you, you have been chosen. You have been chosen. Um, each of these facilitators, um, they sacrifice much to get here. And there's probably much, much that they could say, but we, we only have just a handful of minutes. When you see all these guys standing, there is a lot of life here. A lot of shit storms in that. <laughs> and um, so put your notebooks down because we're going to record all of this and you'll get every word that is said up here. So what we want you to do is just sit back and drink it in and um, just know that all of this is for you guys. So, Brad, you're going to start it off for us and just slap your, slap your message down there when you're done. 
as I prayed about what to share, kind of where Lord was taking me, and I thought it was a word for you as well. And so in C.S. Lewis's book, A Horse and His Boy, there's a main character, Shasta. He's a boy, he's a young man, and he's on a journey. He doesn't really know who he is. He's, he's a prince, but he doesn't know it. And uh, Aslan comes alongside and guides him through the journey. And the thing that stuck out to me that I, I want to share is that at one point, um, Shasta is traveling with a companion, Erevis, this young lady, and he uh, something happens to Erevis, which is kind of pretty tragic. And, and um, Shasta asks Aslan, what, why'd that happen? And Aslan says, that's her story. That's not your story. I only tell you your story. And um, so avoid false comparisons. Don't try to live another man's life. Um, Live bravely, boldly, eyes on the goal, eyes on Jesus, and at the campfires of the kingdom of heaven. I can't wait to hear the stories each of you are going to tell. God's laid one thing on my heart, really, I guess it's three things, but uh, I, I want to invite you as you navigate this decade that you're in and the ones to come to join me in an effort to live a life where you have nothing to hide, prove, or fear. You have nothing to hide, prove, or fear. As son of God, we can live our lives that way. It's about We lose some of those battles, but you can do it. I'm so proud of you. Paul says, I can speak God's word with power. I can have a faith that can move a mountain. I can give everything away to the poor. I can be burned at the stake as a martyr. But if I don't do it with love, it's all for nothing. Check your motives. You can screw up a lot of stuff, but if you're doing it in love, it's covered. Yeah, three quick scriptures, guys. Uh, it's on my wall twice a day. If I have a certain digital clock, it reminds me on 633, Matthew 633, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. These things, these things. Jeremiah talks about digging wells that don't hold water. I'd suggest you take an inventory just once in a while to see if you dug some wells that don't hold water. It's very important. And then, um, and I call it the Hawaiian disease, Sam, and that is uh, uh, you got to want to. And that is uh, in John 5, Jesus asked the question that of the paralyzed man, and we're all paralyzed at some length. And so he said, do you want to become well? You want to become well. You got to want it, guys. We heard a lot of stories this weekend. I think we all come with a lot of the similar things. And I, I think I heard a lot of thirst that was unquenched. And um, I just my prayer for you guys is to let the Father give us the gift that, of the water that takes away all thirst and is a perpetual spring. And, you know, Jesus came to give us life and give it to the full. And I just pray that for you guys.
I'm a huge advocate of when a man's heart changes and he carries that into his wife, he carries through his family, and he gets that legacy. So I want to offer you two things that you can take home to your wife. Um, first, um, our wives don't want us to fix their conversations. It took me until 16 years ago to figure that out. And um, I realized that my wife really just wants me to listen so she's heard. And sometimes she wants me to fix the problem. And I get confused at times, so I just ask her. I said, do you want to be heard? Do you want me to fix the problem? Fixing the problem, I can put on my fix-it mode. When she wants to just be heard, I can turn off my fixing mode and I can focus on, with more empathy and compassion. And uh, I would really encourage you to try that. The other thing is around feedback. So the second point is um, providing feedback in her conversations, not criticizing the content, but to actually listen to what she says. And if you have cojones, I'm going to encourage you to say, I think what I heard you say is, she's going to say, no, that's not what I said at all. (laughs) And then you're going to go again, and she's going to say, well, you got part of it right. And in the end, if, if you're really committed to that and, and begin to catalyze it and integrate it, you're going to find that you can align yourself with your wife's reality in a way that she feels hugely valued. I have a few old friends who are poet and, poets, and uh, some of them write pretty well, and I've uh, butchered a poem in editing to fill the content of one minute. Uh, but uh, before I begin this poem, I'd like to declare, be gone, J. Evans Pritchard, Ph.D. We will not measure poetry this day. It little profits that an idle king by this still hearth among these barren crags matched with an aged wife I meet and dole unequal laws to a savage race that hoard and sleep and feed and know not me. I am become a name. I cannot rest from travel. I will drink life to the lees. You and I are old. Old age hath yet his honor and his toil. Death closes all. But something ere the end, some work of noble note may yet be done, not unbecoming men that strove with gods. Though much is taken, much abides. And though we are not now that strength which in old days moved earth and heaven, that which we are, we are. One equal temper of heroic hearts, made weak by time and fate, but strong in will to strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield. Every man needs three guys in his life. 
You need an older guy, a sage. You know that. You experience that here. You need a guy, a friend. You need a friend. And having a friend that you can share all your stuff with can be really hard. Okay? But fight for it. It's so worth it. And you need a younger guy. You need to mentor the next group up. Okay? That's your, that's your charge. I did want to share something that the Lord shared with me in a really tough time, and um, hopefully it'll encourage you and and hold you the way it has me. Um, you ever had like all hell break loose? You know what that's like. You had some of that. Um, so, dear friend, had an emotional affair, split the church, um, sickness. I mean, it was just all kinds of crap was hitting the fan and I was distraught. And, um, and that same time in the Seattle area, there was this incredible windstorm that came through for two days, 70 mile an hour winds and trees were down everywhere, power lines. And, and I went for a walk, um, to pray and I just was weeping. I'm like, Lord, all my friend, my closest friends, it's, marriage is over and just on and on these things. I was just giving him this list of things that felt like the end of the world to me. And he said, Randy, have you noticed the wind? I'm like, yeah, notice the wind. So I'm like looking and I'm seeing all these upended trees, root balls in the air. And he said this, don't despise the wind. It's sent on purpose to reveal the depth of the roots of the trees. And then he said, walk the path between the fallen branches. This is a a question and an invitation for all of you, but it's also the question and invitation that that God brought to me this this weekend. And that is to ask yourselves in the coming days and weeks and months, where is your frontier these days? And make a small two-degree shift toward that frontier. And this is the important part. Your Father awaits for you there. Well, guys, I just commend you for, for this weekend. Uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot that you've taken in, a lot that's been thrown at you. And, and with that thought, I wanted to invite you into uh, something as you move forward, as you leave this place over the next days and weeks, months, whatever that is, um, is to free up margin in your life. Because there's a lot that you've taken in, not only this weekend, but the Father is going to send a lot more your direction as you move forward. And you just can't do it with a full schedule all the time. And I've had to learn that the hard way. So I want to pass that on to you now, is to free up margin in your life, however that comes about, but work hard, fight for it. And with that, let go of the good and the better and pursue the best that God lays out for you. Whatever your story is, whatever your journey is, pursue that best for you and for your family. And third, be on the lookout daily for those moments of joy. Gifts from the Father to sustain and refresh you because you will need that and that will bring you joy in the, in the journey. 
Thanks. Throughout this weekend, we've learned that the Father is kind to us, correct? Let us be kind to ourselves. Even if we make a mistake, major tragedy, be kind. Be kind to your soul at that time. And that's, that's kind of the biggest thing that I've learned over the last several months, weeks. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of your lives. It's just uh, been humbling and honoring. So thank you. I joined the chorus of facilitators in saying, way to go this weekend, way to, way to risk. Um, and there's so much to look forward to as you move forward from here. And um, I, uh, I just want to share a little something I adapted from a Brene Brown message that I heard that I think is so appropriate. As you step into the arena of the next decade of the narrow path, there will be many critics that will loudly speak very specific messages to you in an effort to get you to back down, turn away, or just completely take you out. It's important that you, res that you reserve a seat for each one of those critics in order to live and battle courageously. So seat number one, shame. You're not enough. Reserve a, se a seat for shame. Reserve a seat for scarcity. This really doesn't matter. Reserve a seat for comparison. Someone else could probably do this better. And the fourth seat is reserve a seat for your own critic, your own self-talk, or other critics that will try to take you out. Your response is to be this. I see you. I hear you. You're not the truth. And I'm going to show up and do this anyway. The older guys here, maybe one of the big differences is they've been through about 20 more years of shitstorm and crap and failure than you guys all have. And one of the things that God taught me and reminded me of this weekend that has made a tremendous difference in my life is the fact that my pain, my crap, my shit, my failure, everything I've been through is not to my disqualification. But as redeemed, it actually qualifies me greater. So rather than being something that God is using me in spite of, he is using me because of. And, and that overcoming, that um, sanctification, that restoration has actually become the fuel, the currency that I get to spend to change other people's lives. A second thing, there's a guy named Stephen Pressfield, and he talks a lot about calling. And Pressfield says, God created you and only you with your unique, unique gifts for this sole purpose of nudging his sons one millimeter further, closer along their path to God. Don't cheat us of your contribution. Give us what you've got. Some of the things that God has done in me, uh, I want to share with you. Uh, first, cultivate wonder in your life. Um, you, you will find joy there in the smallest thing, the gifts that are amazing. Cultivate wonder. Um, 
in my um, side job from my chimney sweeping, I, um, I drive Uber and Lyft. And um, I drop a lot of people off at this great restaurant in Denver called Linger. And uh, we went there for the first time, probably been there 25 times dropping people off, but we went there for the first time just a couple of weeks ago. And Linger is amazing because it is all food to share from, across, from around the world, and it's the invitation to just be. Be in the presence of God. So cultivate wonder, linger in the presence of God, and then embrace the journey. The journey is going to be ups and downs. It's never smooth. Take it from all of us. Um, but there's a guy named Zig Ziglar. I had a privilege of attending one of his things. And one of the things he said, because the enemy will always make it about your identity, right? And the thing he said that stuck with me all these years is failure is an event, not a person. So when you go through those ups and downs, remember who you are. Man, I, uh, I want to say thank you for walking through this weekend with me. And uh, I also want to say thank you for opening up your true hearts and sharing and giving access. And also I want to say thank you for honoring me as your older brother, your much older brother. <laughs> um, you know, Paul in Ephesians writes, I, Paul, a prisoner of the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called each one of you pursued and ultimately said yes to an epic invitation to this intensive. Uh, each of you have been given a calling. You've been called to take a decade and spend it in excavating and establishing a strong foundation in your life prior to receiving the full power of your kingship. So I'm going to mimic Paul. I, James, your older brother in Christ, beg you to say yes and to step up and in to the calling which you are being called to. To the special forces in this room, boy, I can see that the kingdom with this next decade is in good hands. Well done, men. Well done. John fifteen sixteen says, I have chosen you to bear fruit, to bear lasting fruit. Ain't that a kick? That he's chosen you and me? He's got a sense of humor. He chose me. Something I, lo- I learned about the false self this weekend. The false self is much like a hospital gown. You only think you're covered. (laughs) And lastly, love. It is the greatest. It causes us to hope all things, endure all things, and it never fails. So in this next decade, since you're exposed already, invite your bride up and into the decade. Your children, too. Pray together as a family. 
you will not be sorry because you will see the kingdom of God in your bride and in your family. May God richly bless you as you go forward into the decade. It's an honor to be with you this weekend. Uh, thank you for putting your foot on the pathway, the, the narrow and ancient road. Um, I believe that on this journey that we're embarking on, that to be successful and reach our full potential, that we need to do it with marvelous comrades. We need to learn how to walk in the depths of true friendship. And in Texas, we have a saying uh, that goes something like this, show me a man's friends and I'll tell you who he is. You're the type of men that are drawn to you will betray the type of man you are, and you will draw quality men as you become a quality man. The uh, Emerson said that true friendship requires near equal parts of truth and tenderness. Uh, nobody needs a friend that's always in their face trying to correct them. But we do need friends that can get in our face when we need it. We need friends that are both truthful and tender, so that's what we need to give. Jesus said to those that were on the journey with him, he brought them to a place after several years before he handed the mantle to them to carry on his work, where he said, guys, I'm redefining our relationship, and from now on, we're going to walk as friends. Not, you're not just going to be my servants, you're going to be my friends. And in this type of relationship, I can share my deepest secrets with you. And that's what friendship does. And our friendships in this world are only as deep as our friendship with God. In fact, they reflect the quality of our friendship with God. So I just encourage you, don't walk the journey alone. If you don't have a friend, can't find one, become the kind of man that others want to be friends with and draw them into yourself by being that kind of man. Thank you. You guys are heroes. Each of you have been heroic in your own way and in your own fashion through the power of God this weekend. You've showed up. You've allowed God to minister to you through the power of the Holy Spirit. And as a facilitator, what a privilege that you've entrusted me with your story. Um, searching for some witty thing to say, and there isn't any except for the fact that, um, you know, when, and, and you just said it, man, um, find like-minded kings, sign treaties with them, and when they're at war, you're at war, and fight. The men that I have chosen, the few that have chosen me, have been with me through everything and have called me in the depth of my lies and misunderstandings and have brought truth and strength and they fought valiantly for my heart. It is right that I should feel as I do about all of you for you have a very special place in my heart. We have shared together the blessings of God both when we were in prison and when we were out, defending the truth and telling others the good news, 
God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. I pray that your love for each other will overflow more and more, and you will keep on growing in your understanding and knowledge. For what I want you to understand is what really matters. Philippians 1, 7 through 10. Can I tell you that as you fight for each other, fight for your families, don't compromise, don't settle for second anything. God has you on a path for a purpose and a time and a season such as this. And this was a wonderful beginning. And lastly, I'll leave you with this. Remember that the knight in the shiniest armor has done the least amount of shit. It's been an honor. Uh, It's a holy place. Thank you for what each of you have contributed to my life this weekend. You know, last night, um, I didn't know what I was going to say, so I went to the Father. And um, we're, we're all on upward trajectories moving forward. But he brought to me and said, check the foundation. Check the foundation. Be present. It's been such an honor to be with my story group. Uh, Thank you for your vulnerability and your stories. It's been great to share stories at the campfire. Tears and laughter. It's just great. So, quote from Braveheart, and as Alex and Aaron and John and Morgan were honoured, I thought of them. Do you remember this? Fine speech. Now what do we do? (laughs) I'm going to pick a fight. Well, what do we do? Just be yourselves. Well, we didn't get dressed up for nothing. The invitation is simple and kind, but also challenging and often daunting. Let's just be ourselves. Let's prune, cultivate, grow, care for our souls, and live wholeheartedly. I thirst and I hope for the day when our stories will be told rightly, and as it says in Luke 13, 29, when people will come from the east and the west, the north and the south, and will take their place in the feast in the kingdom of God. In Anamanahar, I guess a Vic, I guess it's Spirit Nave. That's in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Wow. Wow, wow. As our great author Lewis Carroll famously wrote, it's great to be with you. This has been an honor, just a real honor and a joy. Thank you. Thank you for being. Thank you for your welcome. I have two things for you. One is a scripture, and one is a bit of Shakespeare, because we all need a bit of Shakespeare in our lives. And the scripture is this, Isaiah 11, verse 1, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, 
From his roots a branch will bear fruit. I want to honour you because you've tended first to the roots here. You're allowing Jesus to shift your root perspective and then the rest follows. The branch will bear fruit. Your kingdoms will grow. And as your kingdoms grow, the kingdom of God will come on earth. And that's what it's all about. And then I wanted to just share this because the battle's fierce. Sometimes we feel alone. We feel wounded and alone. And uh, about 600 years ago, um, a small army of English fought in France. And um, there were 3,000 men went to take their last stand against 30,000. And it looked completely impossible. And the king said to them this, because it was St. Crispin's Day, and he said to them this, Then will you strip your sleeve and bear your scars and say, These wounds had I on Crispin's Day. And Crispin Crispian shall ne'er go by from this day until the end of the world, but we in it will be remembered. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers. For he who fights with me today shall be my brother. And be he ne'er so vile this day will gentle his condition. And gentlemen in England now abed will count themselves accursed. They were not here. Whilst any speaks who fought with us upon St. Crispin's Day. So we stand together. We fight together. And that army was victorious against 30,000. And we will be victorious too. In Jesus' name. And it's been just such an honor to be here to uh, witness your hunger for God. And uh, thank you. Thank you for coming. Um, but I want you to remember that the, in spite of all of our good story groups and the things that came out of them, that the greatest thing about you is not your story. It's about the man that God is growing up in you. It's the man you'll become. I'm so looking forward to seeing that growth in all you guys as we go through the years and hopefully our paths cross again. So thank you for that. And maybe you be blessed by God's grace and mercy and strength as you go forward. In Jesus' name, I pray all these things. Fellas, our hearts are like a compass pointing us towards the path of true life. Constant recalibration is required in order for us to find our way to true north. May we be kind and gracious to ourselves. We lose the trail. At times... It's wisest to call aside the individual man. But in others, far better to paint a portrait so that all can see and it benefits the kingdom. Take great pause in your summation of a man. Do not judge as posing what may be deep truth in a man merely because it challenges what you believe about yourself. Look instead for the Christ in a man and value him there. 
channel your arrogance into boldness and humility. And with that, I leave you with my prayer that I now pray becomes your prayer. Lord Jesus, I ask you for union, perfect union, and for oneness with you, to be one with you in heart, mind, spirit, and strength. I pray for union with you, Lord. Nothing less will do. And so I give, you my, give myself to you. I surrender all self to you and me, to Christ in me, that your glory would be revealed to me and through me. Come, Jesus, fill me and possess me in every way. I give me to you to have you in me. I give my life to you to live your life in me. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You're amazing men. This has been an honor to be with you. I bless you to look to God in everything. Let him have his way with you. Live well. Love well. Have fun. Aloha kako. That's hello and love to y'all. So let's do some Hawaiian. And so what is it about um, Native cultures that they live and they act more mythically? And we know that it's core as Christians, but sometimes our Western world, we seem like weirdos when we do that. But today, when we we're gonna leave, we're gonna. Um, and so, I wanted to give you something that we leave with. And in Hawaii, um, goodbye is 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 rude. It's too abrupt, and it's not true. Um, we say um, "ahui ho." Ahui ho means until we meet again. You guys know that's kingdom language. So, ahoy ho. This has been a time to discuss excavation, going deeper, lowest seat at the table for a decade. But what I want to leave you with is when you're in that excavation, when you're in this time, what you discover more than ever is intimacy, intimacy with God. And when you start doing every aspect of life with God actively, the really cool thing is you don't even notice what seat at the table you're at. You don't know if you're at the front or the back or in the middle. You don't know if you're 10 feet down or a decade later, you're 10 stories high in the boardroom. Because all you really notice is that you're doing this with the Father at his side. And so that's my invitation to you is that the decade as you're doing this ultimately becomes life. It's not a 10-year thing to get to the end of, so then you can crank it up and get to the top, and you've waited 10 years, and now you're ready. It's you don't even realize 
where you're at, other than that you're walking with God and he's so close to you and you look at his gaze and you may be way down low, you may be way up high and it doesn't even matter because you're just doing it together. Three things, and I'll try to make it uh, short. First of all, learn to say thank you a little bit more. Thank you. The second is, for me, if I don't make margin in my life, life will make margin for me, and it will be painful. It has been painful. It's, it's divorce. It's health. It's even success at the business side, but so lonely. So make margin in your life. And the third is um, I'm a visual learner, and um, this is kind of my poetry. And, Alex, I, I drew a picture for you in case you, <laughs> you can't follow the stanza. Um, but this has been really crucial in my life. And, and please, I hope you listen and grab a hold of this. But when I live life and I have one foot in the past, with all of my shame and all of my regret, all of my failures, and all of these thoughts of I used to have, I used to be, and then I'd have one foot in the future with all of my fear and all of my fantasies, I'm spread eagle and I'm pissing on today. <laughs> And men, let's stop pissing on today. Let's live in the present. Man, the greatest adventure, the greatest adventure is to risk love. Let's pray. Jesus, we feel your presence and we hear your voice calling. And as you're telling this story that is getting ever so close to the end of the human story. God, you've chosen each of us here to play a role in that coming kingdom. And your scripture in Revelations 3 says, I'm at the door and I'm knocking. What will we do? Isaiah 6 says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord asking, Whom shall I send? And who is willing to go for us? And I said, Here am I. 
send me. Let that be my answer. So Jesus, we seal all, all that has been done here in the full work of who you are. The grace, the mercy, and the blood of your crucifixion. And we bathe ourselves in the life, the healing life of your resurrection. And Jesus, we ascend with you in the authority of your ascension. So we pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers, if you have traveled with us through this entire series, I commend you. We have covered some ground. For you alumni out there that have participated in a past intensive, I I just can't imagine what it must be like. I'm guessing you're feeling something like I have felt to go back and revisit uh, the reality of what God did. And if you are at a distance and had not attended personally, then I hope that through this series you are experiencing the reality that you are part of a rare and elite fellowship of young, like-hearted kings who want to become the kind of men in whom God can entrust his kingdom. That is the cry of my heart. That's the passion of my life. And that's the purpose for which I have set my face like a flint to make myself available in the ways God would lead to walk with men who want the same things that I want and will fight through death to get to the life to become that kind of person that can be entrusted with God's kingdom. And so if you are ever so inclined to apply to the next intensive, the next one we have on the calendar is in May of 2019, and we are accepting applications through October 12th of 2018. I encourage you, whether or not God has the intensive for you to dive into the rest of the teaching, the content, the fellowship. There's blogs, there's podcasts, there's the intensive collection. There are increasing number of prayers available on the app. You can find all that and more at becomegoodsoil.com. And I am really excited for the next episode, the last in this series. We have one more treasure for you. So join us next time for the Become Good Soil podcast. Thanks.